DJ Event Planner. Electra Voice. DJ Trivia and DJ Bingo. ProX Direct. NLFX Pro. Promo Only. Odyssey Cases. Perfect Portals. JMOZ Lighting. Instant DJ Requests. And our DJ and TV Insiders. This is John Young from DJ and TV. Thanks for watching. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Music Show uh, with our, our, our producer, Howie, as always. He's here. Hello. Sling and Jay, who's uh, making a guest appearance. He's been rather quiet tonight. I'm a little concerned with him. I'm worried. <laughs> I haven't asked any questions yet. I don't, I don't want to know. <clears throat> uh, we, we have Aaron joining us, who's going to try to get a word in edgewise, and uh, he's, he's not dealing with... Uh, you. And, and we have John Hello. from Boston. Fast. Well. So we're here okay. and uh, it's nice to see you. And I don't have a plan for this week and I, I don't normally have any kind of plan. I guess what I can do is just kind of talk about what I've been up to and we can springboard off of that. Right. Sure. Is that a thing? Sure. So, yeah. What should I talk about? Should I talk about the gig I got coming up or should I talk about the videos I've been doing this week? What should I talk about? Well, you have been very busy with the videos. I've been busy with the videos. Yeah. I've been doing this series where I'm asking people to submit the photographs of their setup. Just the picture of their mm -hmm. setup. Mm -hmm. And what I do at that point is have a look at the picture and see if there's anything that I can see that would help improve the function of the system. So by that, what I mean is speaker placement, lighting placement, those kind of things. Constructive mm -hmm. criticism. I'm not grading on aesthetics. No. I'm not going in and saying, well, you need a scrim here or you, you can see your feet. It's I'm not that guy. It's interesting because I, I, they're positive videos I, and I'm not picking on yeah. anybody. Yeah. You've been very kind with those really. You, you have to submit your photo. You have to want me to have a look at your system to just mm -hmm. see if there's anything that I see. And, and I'm not nitpicking at all. There's no nope. cable management police thing going on here. <laughs> there's none of that. All yeah. I'm looking for True. is just how the system is actually functioning. Does this make sense? Is this going to work the best for what you have here? What you have to work with? I'm not saying, oh, get rid of those speakers and get that, those speakers. None of that. This is what we have to work with. What can we do placement-wise to, to make things work a little better? It's um, interesting because most of the comments have to do with aesthetics. Those are the first things that people talk about. You know, the cables or, you know, just how it looks in general. And it got me thinking. And I just did a video on it for Vivo, actually, uh, for the Tuesday DJ Gig Tips. Do you think that DJs are so consumed with 
aesthetics, just how things look, that they forget to think about how the stuff is supposed to be functioning. Yes, I know several like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's odd. I mean, well, there's even a group out there, bad DJ setups, and all they do is just tear people down. And I just, I left the group. It was just so. Well, yeah, that was just. So did I. So did I. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, too negative. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've left the group, but I've blocked them. <laughs> I don't want to see them <laughs> That's first. the same thing. <laughs> it may still turn up like as I'm a member of, but I don't see any posts from them. Yeah. Um, I make the argument that, you know, I'm not suggesting, you know, presentation isn't important. I, I'm not saying that at all. I feel mm-hmm. like presentation is important. But I feel like you've got to get function down first before you worry about form. Mm-hmm. And that's what the videos are all about. You yeah. Know? Let's say you're 10 minutes late on your gig and you, you don't have enough time to get running. Do you really care that your speakers or your, your wires are completely taped exactly parallel with the floor <laughs> and they're perfectly aligned? Or do you care that you've got volume? Do you care you've got sound? You care that the the people right. in front of you that are paying you have what they're paying you to do. They they're there to hear you. Yeah. Aesthetically, yeah, you want to mm-hmm. look good and throughout the night if you're late, you're going to slowly make it look nice by the end of the night, but the main reason you're there is mm-hmm. the sound. You got to yeah. get those speakers running. That's a, that's the first thing I do and that happened to me at a um basically a, a, a wedding farm um, where they had my setup time was such and such a time, but they, I, I go to set up in the room, there's something going on. And it was like, I got a half hour to set up. It was like, first thing, get sound going for a cocktail. And then once I get everything else set up, then I go back and bungee cord or gaff tape the wires and mm-hmm. nobody, nobody cares. They're they're over at the bar drinking and socializing. And yeah. then when it comes time for the photo ops and blah blah blah, then yeah, you know you can neaten it up. But the main thing, like Brian said, man, get it functional, <laughs> right? So get it functional. So Jay, I'm gonna I'm gonna poke you, encourage you to speak. I have a question for you. <laughs> so my my question is, well, first of all, uh, a statement. I've I've seen pictures of your setup in the past. It's been a while, but I've seen pictures of your setup, and you care about, you know, symmetry and you know how things are set up. You have a neat looking setup. The last time mm-hmm. I saw a picture of what you had, it looked nice. So my my question is, do you think that? The audience is really that concerned with your aesthetics, or do you feel like that they're more concerned with how your system is functioning? I think there's a lot to be said for how you appear in a room, and I think the level of expense often dictates the expectation of appearance. You know, mm-hmm. you're at a, a 50 person casual afternoon event, you've got a couple speakers, you've got your setup, you know, it. The expectation isn't there. You're at a $100,000 wedding and there's this, you're supposed to look a certain way. I think too many DJs get stuck on the look and don't go for the job. So I think my appearance has always been table speakers right next to it. And that was done because I used big speakers 
And I was always afraid if they were too far away, someone could knock into it. They could trip. Safety. You know. Yeah, safety was always big because I'm carrying a lot of insurance and, you know, I don't want to ruin the night. Um, I think the second sound comes out, what you manipulate with it and how you manipulate it becomes paramount compared to where things are placed and how they look. You know, the majority of my events are outside. I, I rarely set up lighting till after at least dinner has started. Sure. Because I don't want to put lights in direct sunlight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've kind of fallen into a habitual, this is my table, these are my speakers, this is my coffin, this is my laptop, I have sound. Okay, now, I'll walk out and look and say, okay, I can move that cable. Sure. But you know what? Going to the Evolve 50s has really changed the game for me. (laughs) Because I don't have two poles that have speakers wrapped around them. And credit to our friend Steve Jones, who I haven't seen or heard of in forever. I'm still using, on occasion, my DJ skirt stuff, whether it's the six-foot tablecloth, mm-hmm. whether it's a pole stand or, you know, covering. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bought that stuff 14 years ago. Right. Yeah, this long still time. works as good as it did day one. There are 14-year-olds watching this show right now. Who are yeah. Becoming I mean, I, I think you always have to understand one thing. There's only two crowds. There's the DJs, and then there's everyone else. Yes. If you're only focused on the DJs, you're missing out on everyone else. And yeah, totally. I have yet to have a DJ come to one of my events, maybe once, and hire me. It's usually the other people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of who I'm working for. Yeah. And they don't want to be intimidated. They don't need to see wall of sound. They don't need to see... Woodstock mm-hmm. redone. Right. You know, they Jane, they're more impressed. You, you know, I have a couple a question of, for you though. Oh yeah. With your with your wire management, it's so meticulous. What brand of gaff taper are you using on the grass that works? You, you know what? And it's funny you bring that up. Um last weekend oh, I had that wedding and my totally my speakers were six feet in front of me. And I probably had four or five people walk in front between my table and the speakers and trip up the wires. And I just got panicked. And I said to the coordinator, you got to help me because either we've got to do something to keep people away from this patch of dirt or we have to physically move my table to the speakers because I'm losing my mind every time a guest walks through. I mean, they were very nice about it, but I kept like, no, be careful, be careful, be careful. You know, and that's, mm-hmm. there's an event space in San Diego that has these little metal kind of horseshoes. Horseshoes, yes. And they, that's what they do when they run yes. any sound mm-hmm. out on their grass. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something I was thinking about too, and, you know, going back to what I was saying about, you know, how the audience feels about our setups. I'm not suggesting that the audience is going to appreciate good audio or good lighting that's set up correctly and functions well. What I am suggesting is that if it's done wrong, then they'll notice. And at that point, you know, if they're noticing the sound isn't right or if the lighting's painful, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. It's as, you know, just like us as professionals. I mean, you know, we come into an event and we may look, make it look easy. You know, we may do that with 
with our timelines, with the dinner program, with the first dances and all that. And someone may see that and say, oh, that looks pretty easy. Well, the reason it looks easy is because we made it look easy. Yeah. Our setups have to look good. Like first, we're the bride. You know, the, let's just say when the people first come through, the expectation is they come in and everything we have is set up the way it's going to see that, you know, get there early, get everything set, taped down the way it's supposed to be. You don't want to be, you know, fixing things last minute, you know, the, the big reveal when they walk in, it should, it should look as good as it's going to look for the course of the night. And you shouldn't right. have a system that's too complicated that takes two and a half hours to set up and rig. You want, you want to be able to get in, get set, get music playing and then have all, you know, all the details worked out before people see it. Um, that's hopefully that's the pictures that you're you're seeing of the uh, you know after well, function the function's up and running at that point. You know, uh, I, I am final, so con- final form. I am so much more concerned with um, with function than I am with form. That you know, I mean, I kind of had to when I especially when I built that system after my stroke, it had to work for me and it had to work for the audience. What it looked like was secondary. What it looked like, it, it didn't look good. I mean, I knew it didn't, but it worked. It didn't sound bad. It sounded good, and it worked really well. It might not have been pretty, but it worked well. So with the idea of form under function, so function being first and form being second, if we all are in agreement that this is important. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm sure that now, how we watches my videos like habitually, he's always there, but most of you probably haven't seen them. Would you like to play a game and have a look at some setups and see what you can find just from looking at the picture, what's going on with these setups function wise that you feel like could make an improvement on what you're looking at? Would you like to do that? Sure. sure. Well, if you would. Um, I guess I have to sit out because I've seen them all. No, maybe you'll see something I didn't. Maybe I've seen all the com- yeah, but I've seen you, all the comments too. So, well, you may you may see something that I haven't seen. I mean, okay. it's not like right. I know everything. Sure. Okay, yeah, I'm going to pull this first picture up. I'm not going in any particular order. This is just the one that's in front of me. And uh, let's have a look at this. Let me um, share the screen, and we're going to look at our first picture here. This gentleman's name is Twan, who has this set up right here. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good looking setup. Really nice. It is very nice. Yeah. I mean, you can't, the wire man- management is impeccable. Sure. The wire management's not bad at all. I mean, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. And, and the other uh, comment I have on just a compliment on, on the aesthetics of things is that his lights are not shining in anyone's eyes. He's got those lights right. on the tree, and I'm pretty confident those are moving pars. Yeah. I don't know that they are, but I think they are. I think they are, yeah. too. And um, he's got them pointed down. Yeah, I I, um, I actually blew that up. They are moving heads, so yeah, he can Like have a moving them. wash par, right? Right. So as The only bad were, part is yeah. just if somebody came up to request a song or walked directly up to his booth, they'd those lights are going to hit the people in the face. But um, they're moving heads, so we yeah, don't know. They'll, they'll, just, they won't be there quick, long. It'll yeah. be temporary, but... It'll be like like what I do. It's always over the people's heads, you know? Yeah. Well, look at his white movers. I mean, they're they're shining so, up. 
Yeah. The, the only piece yeah. there, I would mm-hmm. maybe have moved the taller white movers <clears throat> to the inside and moved the shorter ones to the outside. You're talking aesthetics. Yeah. Aesthetic. Um, but yeah. What do you yeah, see yeah. there function-wise that you, that could be improved upon? Well, the, the, low, the low movers on the inside are going to get yourself in the face and be working against yourself. If That's what I mean. They're going to get you. Well, that depends on how you have them programmed. I guess. Right. Yeah. Assuming you do. You've got a good DMX program if you're not running. Yeah, if, if you tell them not to. <laughs> yeah, you can tell them not to do that. But I mean, if it's yeah. just going around, there is a chance that you're going to be blinded every few seconds because of just where they are in respect to where you stand. I um, would. I mean, the only thing that I would do different here, um, other than I do think it would be symmetrically a good idea to have the smaller totems on the outside, would be mm-hmm. to raise those tops. They're too low, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the one criticism I had for them. And and that's just the safety thing as far as I'm concerned, because if people are getting hit in the ears with a right. full range, long throw PA horn, that could cause some hearing damage. Yeah, absolutely. But it, but it is it is a very neat setup. If you got those speakers up in the ear, I mean, yeah, yeah. you can change the aesthetic here and there, but yeah, I think he's I think he's got a beautiful setup otherwise. I think it yeah, would it's nice. really nice. Very nice. Very a great nice. booth. Yeah. So there's one. Let's let's have a look at another one. Um let's have a look at Bill's setup here. This is Bill's setup. And actually, uh no, oh. I've edited that picture. Let me uh let me find it a picture of Bill's setup oh, that's, that's right. unedited. Yeah. yeah. And the only one I have that's unedited to my knowledge right here in front of me is this one right here, where I've got the this is actually the still that I used for mm-hmm. uh, my Whoa. thumbnail. So this is Bill's setup. What do you see that you think could improve things function-wise? Function-wise, get those tops off the subs. Yeah, that is glaring, is those those tops on the subs. But the other thing I noticed was the pars on those little, on both bars, um, they're shining right in people's eyes. Well, they're I down. Think with a yeah. with a white with a white ceiling, if they use the ceiling bounce, it oh, would yeah. wash the whole dance floor. Yeah, absolutely, Howie. And they stick out really far. I'd be concerned about tripping as people walk around them. What's sticking mm-hmm. out? Yeah, you the, legs. Two, um, the legs. The legs the on the two tripods. The light trees. Yeah, it just looks like they go really far. I mean, they're outside of the frame of the photo, and I've got to assume people are trying to walk around them. Mm-hmm. So he's taking up a lot of real estate that I don't think he needs to. What would happen? One on the sidewalk. Yeah, good point. Good point. Good, good point. What would happen, just out of curiosity, would it be better if he put those light trees or, or if he put the speakers on the outside of the light trees? Would that help? I, I think it would. But yep. in this particular instance, I, I personally, I would only use one light tree and I'd put it right behind me. That's exactly what I was going to say, Howie. You read my mind. I'd put it right behind me, and I would have the leg that, that can be tripped on facing me, because I always know that leg is there. And the other two legs, they they can walk behind him, and there would be no trip hazard. So that's what I had suggested to him. The second set of speakers here, or here and here, 
I mean, typically you add a second set of speakers to realize more loudness at your event. You want something to be louder. So to add an identical set of speakers to the set of speakers, like it's exponential growth. Somebody said it was linear growth. I think it's exponential where you, you double it every time. So if yeah, you have one every speaker... Three, every three, three dBs is double. Right. But if you, if you want to make a system louder, for instance, uh, if you have one speaker, to add a second speaker makes it louder. So let's say it's a 3 dB gain. And if you have two speakers or you want it louder, three is not going to cut it. Four is going to cut it. Four is going to make it louder. So he went from two to four. So he's gone louder at this point. Uh, but yeah, get him in the air because otherwise those horns are probably hitting people in the ears while they're trying to sit and eat dinner. Yep. So if you got okay. those in the air, that would help them. Now, most people run two subs and two tops. I was also suggesting that if he wants more bass as well, and I don't know if he needs it as his event. I don't know if this is overkill. I don't know how many people are there. I'm not critiquing that. I'm just working with what I'm looking at. If he mm -hmm. wanted to have more bass as well as more mids and highs, an easy way to do this without adding anything would be to just couple those subwoofers. Exactly. Isn't that a 3DB gain? Yes, it is. And that's free. That's just yeah. by putting the two together. He set yeah. them side by side right in front. And if he yeah. put those right in front of his, his stand, that might help with, you know, as well. I mean, it would make sense that they were there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. And, and I like, I like Jay's observation with these tripods. Um, it yeah. would be really, you know, it'd be really cool on these actually, now that I'm thinking about it. What if, and this is a, what if, what if Bill, the gentleman here with the thumbs up, DJing this event, what if he took the existing speakers on tripods and moved them out? Mm -hmm. And then he put poles on those subwoofers to support those tops. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, yeah. And then the cradle the lights behind all of that. Yeah. And there you go. How would that totally. be? Totally. Yeah, you'd reduce a lot of trip hazard and it would, you know, just aesthetically, and we're not supposed to be doing that, but aesthetically it would look better, I think. Well, sometimes aesthetics are a byproduct of, of improvements. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jay? I, I, I think he's the missed opportunity for me is something to do with those two columns. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like that's, oh, I mean, yeah. I'd either have oh, two speakers inside with the two subs out or stack the subs right in front of me, put the two speakers on the outside and maybe move the light trees into where the subs are. Cause at least then you've cut back the real estate and that tripping hazard goes away. I think people are afraid of having things in their way. I did an event a few years ago where they had twice the number they told me. So it went from three to 600, oh, but oh, I was really God. just talking, playing background. Yeah. Wow. So I took the two evolves and or no, I had two um, 15 subs and two 10 inch tops, and I literally just put them next to each other mm -hmm. and pointed the subs out or the tops out, and it got much louder. Mm -hmm. But it was it looked terrible because it was directly in front of me. But I wasn't the point. Reaching the people in the back right. to hear my voice was the point of the event. Right. right. So mm -hmm. I didn't mind losing the appearance. And well, I think mm -hmm. something like this. I don't. Again, it's out of context. I don't know if everyone is. 100 feet away, and it's the 16th birthday party. Yeah, we don't party. know. We don't know. But I do yeah. know that the further away from you things are, 
the more, the less control you have. Like if that speaker's right next to you and somebody bumps it, you can reach over and grab the pole. He's got two 10 foot lighting trees that are up in the air that just looks like it's a good four feet at the base. I mean, I'd have those up against those columns. I'd have the speakers in, I'd stack the subs. You could even put the two small speakers. They look like they might be 12s. Put yeah. those on the ground. That's going to give you more bass. If this is some bass crazy event, who knows? Oh, no, no. If you put those speakers on the ground, your highs are not going to work. No. But that's what I'm saying. You're just, you're no, just going to muddy it. But, I mean, I used to do that at events where it was like less people, but they wanted more thump. I would take speakers off stands, like my 15s, put them on the floor, and I found it just gave more of a rumble to things. And people were like, ooh. Ill-advised. But neither here nor there. I will tell you this missed opportunity that I found on this. You said missed opportunity. I thought you were going to go somewhere. You're going to say what I was going to say. I yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the Two pars yep. against those columns exactly. would have been insane. Absolutely. I, see, I'm, I'm so bad. I'm assuming that as the light goes down, he was smart enough to do that. Well, I'm I don't know giving that he him has the benefit. Them. I don't, I don't see them, them, and I see the plugs on the bottom, but... Yeah, no, that's that's almost so obvious. It's it's like a given that oh, those yeah. are those are you know. Here's I the mean, benefit. That's not huge. Only both those subs over, throwing a par behind them, lit those columns up from behind the speakers, tuck them in, and I know the QSC brand. I know that I use that line all the time. Mm-hmm. You probably didn't need those other two speakers sitting on the subs. Throw the tops on poles, slide it in, get those lights in behind, light up those oh. columns. You yeah. remove the tripping hazard. You're you're going to sound a lot cleaner because sure. you're not you don't have two identical speakers fighting each other and fighting the filtering that you're going right. to get with right. them being stacked like that. You're going to have canceled frequencies sitting out front. Okay, I, yes, only yeah. maybe another DJ might hear that or a sound tech might hear that, but it'll well, clean up his sound. No, I'm I'm with you. I would take I would I would, I don't think he actually needs those extra. Uh, I don't think so either. All. Those I think he, he could use a pole on mm-hmm. each sub, and then there's no tripod trip. Yes, sir. I, I'm I'm suggesting the lighting. Going back to that, if there were pars on the bottom of those columns oh, and oh they were God. aimed right, and they were that aimed right, not only would it beautify the columns, yeah, would not only floor. not only would a lot of that light yeah. hit the ceiling, which would reflect back on the dance floor, but remember, light is reflective. So you're yes. also going to get light reflecting off of the columns coming into the audience, creating wash without hitting anybody in the face. Yeah. Yeah. It That's looks cool. so good. I would love to light yeah. that room. Up. Brian, it sounds like you've done this before. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> once or twice. Yeah. Maybe once or twice. Uh, I'm thinking of that, that one, um, it, it looked like a Roman Coliseum and you lit up every one of those columns and oh, it yeah. looked gorgeous. Oh my gosh. That looked gorgeous. I mean, the well, outside, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, those, those are just two examples of the, the things I was looking at. Um, and I just wanted to see if you guys saw anything. And you did. You, you saw some really good things. Yeah. There, You know, yeah. trip hazards are always a problem with tripods. And I'm happy that I've gotten away from tripods altogether. Me too. Yeah. I hate those things. How about you, Jay? You're not using tripods anymore at all, are you? No. I, I still have. I used it a long time ago in a big room where I did an annual party. And it's a 12-foot high speaker stand with a T-bar on top, so it's a light stand. Light stand, yeah. But when you open up the bottom, 
it's so freaking wide that it really <laughs> limited where I could put it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't have anything in the air anymore. I've got to come up with something for my movers, but I've been getting away with them being on a high table yeah. and in placement to the dance floor. You know, Saturday is a new event at a new, or Friday. It's a new venue. And they, they're like, we have kind of a high table for you. I'm like, great. So I'm going to stick with what works. Because, again, I'm outside, so I don't have walls. So yeah. I have a ceiling. So that's really where I'm going to focus. They have those collapsible tripods now. We saw them in the first picture. You know what? I'm looking into getting a couple of those. And I'm sort of on the fence because I like the aesthetic. But do I need to add the work? The reason like, I, I like them for you, for you specifically... It's because of all the outdoor events you do. That's kind and of where my brain it, is. Too. You're sometimes limited as to what you can illuminate. Yeah. You don't have a ceiling. You can't, if you're the sky is the ceiling, you can't illuminate it. Yeah. So, you know, something like a, a totem like that with, with some kind of Lycra cover on it, lit up, warmed, would give you wash that you wouldn't otherwise have. Well, the event I did a couple weeks ago that I don't want to go into grave detail, but the one that you and I talked about and you're like, oh, Depeche Mode, New Order, <laughs> that event. Yeah. Um, you know, and as we expected, incredibly nice people dancing all night long. Just That was an outdoor event, right? That was completely outdoors at a golf course. But when they had sent me the diagram, they had me at the front of the dance floor. And when right. I got there, the mothers had decided the dance floor looked better, not one. Not two, not three, but four tables away from me. So picture a grassy area with a dance floor and then four tables of 10 between the dance floor and myself. So I'm outside with nothing. And I made an executive decision on my little six-foot table to put two Chave wash effects twos and have them go sound because I needed to light people up that were a good 30 feet away. away. Yeah. And I mean, it looked, you know, you're standing behind everything. You're like, it sounds good. It looks good. Then you go out there and you're like, wow, what's that twinkling light in the distance? Oh, that's my light. (laughs) I mean, it was lighthouse. Well, and I, I said to the coordinator, she's like, you know, from Vegas and all doing, you know, I do big events, big events. Uh I'm like, okay, well, she goes, can you move your speakers out to the dance floor? area?" I'm like, No. One, there's no power. Two, I'm not going to take 100 kids running wild and give them a couple Evolve 50s to knock into. And like I said about the tripping hazard, one of the mothers walked by, and as she realized she caught one of the cables, she grabbed the pole of the Evolve 50. So it was one more example of 100% of the time from now on, the evolves are going to go next to the table. I'm having Daytona Speedway welcome to Rockville flashbacks from November on what you just said. <laughs> yeah, because they yeah, and yeah. and of course as the tech I'm saying to to I'm like you can't put it there. Yeah. Well, why? Well, because if you do, someone's going to grab it to you know make this step. You should put it over there. Well, I don't want it over there. I'm going to stand over there. Well, stand here instead. Yeah, Stand, put it there. I've had a couple of old people grab them as a way walking past my table, and they'll reach out for it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's something solid I can grab onto, and I'm it's like, natural. 
Well, yeah, and I mean, the, but that's the thing. Do you remember when Steve had his section where he had a DJ table and he put up like a Lycra wall mm-hmm. so that all you saw was the table and then this like white Lycra wall? That was that was Gabe who did that. Was that Gabe? Yeah. Oh, it was okay. Gabe Scrim King who did that. Okay. Because I, I don't think I, I thought the other day you've ever dealt with. I thought about it the other day. Boy, wouldn't it be nice to just take a box? like those stands you were just talking about, but take something like that and build it so it covered the Evolve 50s so they wouldn't look like something you could go to, but it would have to be like, you know, Lycra or whatever that would totally let the sound out. Mm. Almost like if you put a circle shower rack at the top and then have this drape come down. He made those. It was Gabe that did those? Yeah, Yeah, he made those. You're going for like an oversized totem then. Yeah, pretty much. So you wouldn't even see the speaker, but you also would give you, it wouldn't give you the opportunity to get near it and you could put a light bar in front of it. Now you just got a column. Right. And I think it would serve two purposes. It would get people away from, that's a source to touch. No one's going to look at a big white square and go, let me touch that. Versus (laughs) they see a black stick that -hmm. they assume is strong. Never yeah. say never. No, no, I yeah, know. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> the stupidity of humankind is often. Fortunately, fortunately, I, I have most of the time, except for that one exception that I mentioned with the Daytona thing I did. Most of the time, I'm able to put anything evolve against a wall or next to me. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. always so, next to me. Whenever so if I'm using it like as a mid fill or a rear fill, not only do you have to set the delay, very important, and it works well that way, but it's against the wall or into the corner. So it's really nowhere where anyone would need to grab it to get to anything. But if you were setting it up next to a platform, like a like a a stage that's you know ten a step up or whatever, yeah, it becomes a hand railing at that point. Well, it shocked me. The guy was walking, and it was at the farm. So I'm on my table. I mean, I've done this, you know, 93 weddings there. So, you know, everything's consistent. It only happened once in 93 weddings. And this gentleman walked out onto the dance floor in front of me and just was very uneased and very shaky and took one step and looked wobbly and reached right over at the column. And I was just like, oh, sir, here, let me help you because that's not sturdy. You know, but again, the speaker is... A foot and a half away from me. You got to be fast. And it just, it just, it just yeah. strengthened my resolve that, you know what? Yeah. I don't really care what it looks like or how it sounds. This is what it's going to have to be because I can't afford to have this thing collapse on me because it was in a place. Yeah. Like, I like your idea. If I could put them in the corners, mm-hmm. that would be ideal because then I'm not worried about, yeah. there's people in the corner. They're not. If you're the, if you're outdoors, you don't have that type. Well, that's of, no, yeah. Like I said, I'm at the San Diego Wild Safari Park this <laughs> Friday. You're worried about tigers getting it? Oh well, I'm worried about tigers, and I'm worried about getting my warning of hitting. That's going to be a DB. sample. That's going to be a sample Ooh, of an EDM really? song. Okay, I'm worried about tigers. Well, I told Watch the bride and groom I would bring sound effects on samples. So occasionally I would do like a lion roar just to freak their guests out. Yeah, but just don't do a lion mating call where you attract lions. No, 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 no. (laughs) The the other thing, and this is side note, but they give you the one warning that you're at 89 dB. 
The second warning, quote unquote, is a five hundred dollar sh- fine. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you get shot. No, five hundred dollars. Oh, it's California, you never know. Yeah, but that the, no, those, no guns, remember? Those things are notoriously unreliable because number one, if the crowd is talking loudly, that's eighty-five dB. Right. And if somebody decides to do a whoop and you're not even playing music. It'll trigger it, and you're in trouble, and yeah. you were, you're not even playing music. No. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's the challenges we have at all events, I suppose. But, yeah. you know, like anything else, it's one of those things where just keep them on the dance floor, keep the sound there, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, the reason yeah. that they do that kind of stuff is is because some idiot has gone in there and just yeah. cranked it so loud that it's it's yep. it's been something that neighbors have complained about or something. Mm-hmm. So that's what they do. I, I've been into the yeah. situation before where, well, you can't have it above, you know, whatever they have for their arbitrary decibel level that they've chosen. And I go in there and I'm playing and I keep checking back with them. Is it okay? Is it okay? Oh no, you're fine. No matter what you've done tonight has been fine. You, yeah. I was at one event where there was a barn and there Okay, I know I've told the story before, but it was a family farm, right? And the granddaughter inherited it and decided that she was going to make a wedding venue out of the barn. Right? Every other building in California now. <laughs> but but then she had the bright idea to sell all the land around the barn for development. Oh, gee. So so now the people who bought the land and built the houses on land that she used to own are complaining about her wedding venue being loud. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those deals. She didn't think. So, yeah, it was one of those things where we yeah. have to close the doors at nine o'clock. We don't have air conditioning and we got to keep the visible level way, way down. Right. So it was like 920. And I'm like, the doors are still open. Oh, my gosh. What are we going to do? So I went to her and I said, hey, the doors are still open. Are we? She said, oh, yeah, because you're doing it in a way we've never seen it done before. You're keeping the sound level down. It's nice. So I think they do where people just can't tune a system or, well, you know, and it's the thing. I brought 18 inch subwoofers because louder is better and I can always turn them down. It was in this contract as well. And it comes up all the time. No subs, no subs, no subs, because they've kind of, you know, they've realized along the way, oh, subs are the bad thing. So Mm -hmm. I did an event last summer and I walk in and they told me up front, no subs, this, not, no, no problems. I roll in with the EVs. You know, boom, put the put the bottoms down. She goes, you're not using those, are you? I'm like, yeah. She goes, you can't. I said, oh, I'm sorry. It's a line array. It's not a sub. Well, no, that's a subwoofer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it looks like a subwoofer, but you'll see in a second. Click, click. Oh, it's the whole speaker? I said, yeah. Yeah, it's just and an it's, interesting way to do a two-way top. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a new yeah. technology, so you don't have to really crank the bass. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the night, she's like, wow, okay, that did sound good. And it wasn't, you know, but I could have brought the JBL PRX 615s and they have these two wooden cutouts. This was the one I said it looked like DJ in a box because you're in what <laughs> looks like an old medicine man, like wagon. Yeah, right. And you're in the middle. They have two cutouts where your speakers go. Okay. Now, if I'd brought the JBL PRX 615s, I would have laid down just as much, if not more, bass from those things. Right. Being four feet above everyone, it would have been blasting loud instead of having, you know, evolved 50s on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's all the perspective. You know, you have ill-informed, uneducated people making mm-hmm. decisions based on facts that one person, who may or may not be valid, told them. So one and person screws it up for everybody else. Well, yep. and usually yeah, what it, it is, happens. it's in hopes that they get the booking. Oh, yeah, no, we don't do that. That's how the DJs do that. You should just hire me. You should just hire me because I don't do this. And, oh, my lights? Oh, they're this. You know, I mean, it's a very competitive, you know, business Mm -hmm. we're in. So, you know, suddenly the contract goes out, 85 dB or this. At least the Wild Animal Park, I can see the argument, even though I personally find it insane that they do weddings there. And I've worked there before. No (laughs) issues. But it's like, you know, you have animals that are trying to sleep and, you know. Right. They bring in, they have what they call the animal experience. They'll bring a cheetah up on a chain, you know, and it's like, oh, look, there's a cheetah here. You can take a photo with it. I mean, just, you know, yeah. let the animal go back to Africa and be cool, and we'll just do weddings and venues. Or wherever and, cheetahs are from. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. wherever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not from San Diego. Yeah, probably yeah. not. I'm not that studied up on the big cats. But I, I, I think it's Africa as I'm well. I'm confident yeah. in this one. Probably I'm thinking that continent's probably got the lead. Do, do they really call that the cheetah experience? Yes. I mean, oh God. Yes. I'll bet there was a committee that thought this thing up. I hired, I had a party years ago and the guy came in with like big deep pockets and said, what can we do? He was doing it for um, Petco, the company. And oh. I said, well, you know, I can get a DJ. Eh, I need more. Well, I get a comedian. More. Cigar girls. I need more. Cheetah. I said, how about Joan Embry? Wait, the Joan Embry? I'm like, yeah, she's the ambassador of the San Diego Zoo. Because, I mean, this is 20 years ago. She was still kind of a little bit in the, the realm of public You're talking eyes. about the kind of people used to go on Carson and let the monkeys like... That's Joan Embry. Yeah. Stuff? yeah, the blonde okay. girl. That's the okay. one. And guess That's what? For a This was in 2000. For a small donation to the San Diego Wild Animal Zoo or park, whatever... Of $5,000, you get Joan, a Fenix Fox, a cheetah, and a 200-pound, 19-foot boa, python, whatever the hell it was. thing, yeah. And I know, because there's photos of me online carrying the snake with three other people onto the boat. 200 pounds, huh? But but 19 feet long. I mean, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. And it's heavy because it's in constant movement. So you're yeah. like, it's the weight oh, shifting on you. Well, 200 pounds is heavy anyway. Right. So there's four of us carrying the snake. What and could then go wrong? Well, there's photos of me with the cheetah. <laughs> and I'm standing here and the cheetah's over to my right. And all of a sudden, they take the photo. And then in the next photo, you see the cheetah. And the cheetah's tongue is on my arm doing this. And you see me do this look, holding my arm at the cheetah's mouth. And Joan Embry going, he likes you. Don't, don't jerk your arm. I'm like, okay. And it feels like sandpaper. And then she goes Has over, to, yeah. sits and yeah. takes the chain. And the cheetah walks away and I go, wow, that, that felt funny. She goes, oh, we get bloody all the time because it's like sand, cats' tongues are like sandpaper. Yeah. Because yeah. the cheetahs are even stronger. They'll lick you the same spot two or three times and you'll start to bleed. I go, does that oh, inspire gosh. them? She goes, it can. I'm like, 
I'm just this goofy entertainment director. I think you only got one like. fox. <laughs> the world's smallest fox. It only you know, is this big. I, I've had quite, quite. I feel like an illustrious DJ career. I've done some interesting things. I've got some rock star stories, but nothing compares to Jay's stories. Yeah. Um, you know, between and, between this stuff and and you know some of the things he's done. The, the thing of it is, he doesn't have a leg to stand on because it was his idea. <laughs> I know. Hey, it, that's that was going through my mind. I'm the one that said hire. Fault, man. It's like what happened? Right. <laughs> what yeah. year was this, Jay? Two thousand. Okay. Okay. Because I'm picturing you in your Miami Vice outfit. I yeah. believe I had a white shirt and a <laughs> beige sweater vest. Okay. Well. Yeah. yeah. I'll find. They're not on this computer, but if you went to my Facebook page, you could see them pretty quickly. And I look horrified, like, yeah, I look, I look terrified that I'm about to become, hey, everyone, DJ Lefty. Like, <laughs> DJ Lefty. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> this is, is going to go downhill fast. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, he likes you. Like, what else? You know, and you know in your head, he doesn't mm-hmm. like me. He thinks I'm food. Right. Those are just calming words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else are you going to say? Likes. You're about to lose your right arm. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was like, I'm the guy that said we should hire Joan Embry. Yeah, they say no sudden movements. You know, you're in a dangerous yeah, spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one I was waiting to hear was it can sense fear, and I'm like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, its senses are tingling. Then, so you you don't you don't get like twitchy around cats now, do you? Well, I've never been a fan. To be honest with you, of the cat, and only because they can sneak. You didn't up like on dogs you. either until you had a dog. Well, now I don't have a choice. Um, right. But yeah, the the cat thing was always they just appear, and I've always heard the horror stories of the owner dying and then the cat eating the owner. Yeah. Just you know, and they got claws, and I don't know. Cats just do what cats do. Mine's laying over there right now. By the way, my cat's become a bit of a a DMX uh, connoisseur. Really? Because oh, yeah, sorry. I come down here every morning, and there's rainbow strobes going on, and oh, nice! You know, like, from <laughs> blue to like green, and he's just sitting there, like, look what I did. Figured out the ape lab remote. Huh? And, they get huh? the job. Figured out the ape lab remote, huh? Oh no, this is all. This is like a DMX board I have down here. That's how I oh. control the lighting in the room. So I've got the the my Pioneer monitors are sitting on top of Global Trust sticks. So I've got them raised, and then I've got lights back here. I've got them. It's all messed up now because, of course, the cat's been messing with them. But then I've got warm white, cool white pars shining straight down that I can adjust, the, the make them bright, make them dim, whatever. It was just a way to light things, and it's what sure. I had, so I used it when I put this all together. But the cats discovered the board. So the cat now, um, in fact, I, I took a picture here. I'll share it with you. And I, I did post this on Facebook because, you know, I post my life on Facebook. This is, um, this is Ollie. He's very proud of his work here. In fact, he's even <laughs> sitting on top of the speaker. There you posing. go. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, Egyptian that, looking. That was the yeah. one. And, and I watched him do it. I turned all the lights down. I had a nice thing going on here. And he totally like botched up my Zen. He just decided to screw with the board and. With the wall behind there and the texture, we should cop that photo and be like, this was just found in an Egyptian pyramid. This is apparently <laughs> the first known speaker and worshipped cat. 
There you go. Some marketing material for you, Jay. There, you, there you go. Yeah. Got to thank. Got to thank. Pioneer. Yeah. Well, guys, I had fun on the show tonight. Cats prefer Pioneer. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Cats prefer Pioneer. So three yeah. cats prefer Pioneer. Three out of four cool. cats. Cool three cats. Out of four cats. There's, always, there's always one. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. always one that doesn't. <laughs> But yeah, I'll, I'll kill it early tonight. We'll cut while we're ahead because otherwise it'll get stupid. Maybe we kept some viewers. Yeah. You know, we we, we start, know. you know, going left too far. When I start talking about, you know, what my dog's doing next, we might have problems. Yeah, but mm. function over form, right? We just want to remember um, safety is number one. Keep those, keep those legs in as much as possible. Um, mm -hmm. Use the columns, use white, wash wherever possible. Keep the light out of people's eyes and Keep it sounding good. I, I think that's been my takeaway this week. And and it just was so I almost want to use the word surprising. I'm not really surprised, but it was just enlightening to see how many people when I would show the picture, the first thing they would do is just focus on the aesthetics and they wouldn't even look at where mm -hmm. things were sitting. It wasn't even a concern of theirs. They wanted scrim and they wanted cable management. <laughs> they didn't care. Yeah. yeah. If it was dangerous or if I like it wasn't set up right. Criticism. No, you, what you do constructively, I know that's going to help people out there. I mean, I hope they watch yeah. your videos. I hope they sit back and listen to it. You've got the experience. Like I watched two of yours. I'm sitting back. Oh, yeah. I, I don't need to. I know exactly what you're going to say. And it's great. It's constructive. I, the guys out there need it. A lot of people are too concerned with how it looks. And well, you don't know it all. Your toe out, your, your toe out trick. I mean, it's important for people to realize, hey, just just put them toe out, just a just a hair, save your hair yeah, on the arrays. Jay does that. I know Jay does that. Now. Yeah, I do that. It, it helps. Yeah, it it helps. does. Does. Did I did I ever tell you why I discovered that, or why it was I was so happy when I discovered that this was a solution to the problem? No, I was I doing so. a casino night. For my friend Art's uh, kids' Catholic school, they had a casino night in the gym. So everyone's playing, you know, games, like casino games at tables. And I'm just providing background music. So I'm playing whatever. I'm trying to play to the crowd that's in front of me. And I'm doing all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. No dancing. This is not a dance event. This is just a background music for casino night. And they had this, this principal in there for a year. And you know, she was insistent that nobody touched the mic but her and just a real control freak. Well, she wanted the wireless mic so she could do about 45 minutes worth of door prices. Oh. And this lady had the shrillest voice I think I've ever heard in my life, amplified over arrays, not towed out, shoot me right in the ear. Now, think about this for a minute, folks. If you hear something you don't like, your natural reflex is to put your fingers in your ear. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what anybody would do, right? Well, guess what? I got one hand. So I can only protect half of my head. And I was going nuts. I was putting headphones on. I was doing everything I could to avoid this lady's shrills. And it was only, I think about a month later, that I ended up at a place where Ben still was. And I noticed he had the toe out and I asked him about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. But yeah, that that was the last straw for me. A little bit of music didn't hurt me. I mean, I think I've got things tuned pretty well. I think those arrays don't sound terrible in the ear field, but the shrilly voice, 
that was it for me. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> well, the, the shock a couple weeks ago, it was the first time I've ever used the arrays outside where I could walk away from the left one in a straight line. So I walked probably, I had to go out to the car and I'm walking away. And I mean, I'm line of sight to the speaker the whole way. And I'm about four cars down plus a good 40 or 50 feet. Oh my gosh. Those things in the parking lot sounded amazing. And I just remember being so, because I know they're famous for that, you know, like 120 or 140 or 120 and then 40. Man, absolutely phenomenal how much it projects away from it with clarity. They perform completely different outdoors than they do indoors. Most of my experience with the Rays is indoors. Yeah. But most of your experience is outdoors. Outdoors. So, but I'm always yeah, they, in a confined space, so I can't get, you know, like if I walk 20 feet away from it on the left, I'm walking into a wall. So I'm getting mm-hmm. either pushback or I can't tell. But this was, I could have walked a thousand feet away. And yeah. I was shocked yeah. when I got to the car. I'm like, man, what a great sound these things it have. It sounds good and it's clear. And it's and clear as day. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't loud. It just sounded very clear and right. very nice. Yeah. And I'm out in the mm. parking lot and I'm like, lesson uh, uh, learned. This is where you get in trouble because as you turn up, the parking lot is going to start turning up. Is it audible or audible? Audible. Right? Audible, I think. Yeah. Audible. audible. It's very yeah. audible. Yeah. All right, kids, let's put a fork in it. Thank you for okay. tuning in. We will see you next week. All right. Until then. And maybe we'll talk about music next week. We didn't talk about music this time, but. I don't know. Let's let's Jay. Yes. This is for you. And this is just so we can still get our BBC funding. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.